This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about the Avengers in game. Spoilers. Spoilers ahead, yeah. folks. Massive, um, massive spoiler tag here. I mean, we usually spoil everything, but this movie's only been out for three days, so we're going to give you a warning here. You got like 30 seconds to switch off the pod but this will be a spoiler review we're talking about everything yep all of the things all of the things talking everything from Iron Man's pee pee to Cap's butt there you go well maybe not sure maybe not one of those two things we're probably not maybe, maybe not spoilers <laughs> alright you, yeah, you got a chance to get out of here yeah so we all saw it this weekend we had a lot of fun, I think. What's your history with this? Just kidding. All right, we just saw it. <laughs> well, we d- no, well no. everybody's got a 10-year history with this movie. Yeah. We saw it in kind of an old-school thing. We did? No reclining seats. No oh. RPX. It was like we were living in the 70s or something. <laughs> so it was like we went back in time. Whoa! Whoa. Uh. Yeah, I see what you did there. It was still reserved seats, and they were pretty nice. Reserve seating is the greatest engine ever. Agreed. All right. Oh, yeah, Endgame. Marvel's... In your face, light bulb. <laughs> uh, Marvel's... Uh... Is this the finale of Phase 4 or no? I thought I heard Spider-Man is the last one, but I'm not sure. Um, no, this is the finale. The Spider-Man is a new phase. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think this is the end of the phase, yeah. Okay. I mean, it definitely felt like it with the sequence at the end with them autographing their pictures and everything. Yeah, that was very much. Um, was it Star Trek? Undiscovered Country. four or five? Was it? Was it, okay? So it was five mm-hmm. when they they all and signed. And then them. they brought them all back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Before we get corrected, Undiscovered Country is six. Final Frontier is five. Okay. That's I'm... that's right because they had. Oh, that's right because. Um, four. Uh, voyage home. Voyage home, and then the one that. Why does God need Sasha? And then, yeah, yeah. God, Star Wars nerd corrected the Star Trek nerds. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, this movie, we get here real quick, is directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely. <laughs> it sounds made up. Um, based on the characters of Stanley and Jack Kirby. The cast, I'm not going to read it all, but, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Ruffalo, Hemsworth, Johansson, Renner, Cheadle, Rudd, Cumberbatch, Bozeman, Larson, Holland, Gillian, Saldana, Lily, Thompson, Russo, Olsen, Mackey, Stan Hiddleston, Guerrero, Stan Hiddleston, (laughs) Clementif, Roberto uh, Clemente, (laughs) Batista, Slattery, Swinton, Favreau, Atwell, Portman, Tomei, Watini, Bassett, Douglas, Pfeiffer, Hurt, Smolders, Gunn, Duke, what? Hurt. Cardellini, Hernandez, Grillo, Sonata, Von Lala. They said you weren't going to read everything. I know, but now I'm having fun. But 
Babylon, <laughs> Diesel, Cooper, Paltrow, Redford. Redford is 30th on this list. Um, <laughs> Brolin, Pratt. Yeah, you should have gotten top billing. <laughs> Brolin, Pratt, Jackson, Marquand, Russo, Furman. Okay, I'm done. There's And Stanley. Oh, we'll get him in there. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Even Ken oh, yeah, Young had an appearance in this goddamn thing. Is that so? That was him, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like ninety-five percent sure that was him. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's two Benedicts in this movie. For Pete's sake. Benedict <laughs> Wong. <laughs> it had a uh, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown too. Yeah, I recognized her in there. Two, yeah, two of the community alum. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so yeah, instead of, so nimbly, Jesus, we normally do a top seven list. Today we're going to do a top ten list with no crossover. We're just going to get into this movie only. There's no reason to cross over anything. Um, so, Scott, why don't you lead us off? What's your number ten? Okay, so, uh, whew, where do you even start with this thing? <laughs> um, you know, as everybody knows, it's three hours long. It was difficult to, to just pick out ten things. Um, a couple, a couple of my uh, items are a little broader, uh, but I will start. Go ahead and start with one of my sort of nitpicks here. Um, it's something that I noticed, and it kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, was that they there was a big plot line in Age of Ultron uh, about the the kind of romance between uh, Black Widow and Banner, uh, Natasha and Banner. Um, not, not that it was all that well written or even made that much sense, but I hate that they just completely kind of dropped that whole thread. Um, in, in Endgame, they just kind of wave at each other and then that's it. I don't even know if they talk to each other after that. If they have any lines together. And then in this one, they had the chance in to- Infinity War, sorry. Sorry, Infinity War, yeah. yeah. And then in, uh, in this, they're in a scene together where they're both saying lines, but I don't think they actually say anything to each other. Like yeah. directly, um, certainly nothing all that personal, and I don't know. Like that kind of bothered me. It was it was like they they just decided that a we're just gonna like, like I said just completely drop this whole thing. Uh, but I thought it was an interesting uh, kind of uh, uh, interplay within the team that these two were were kind of forming this romance because uh, that that wasn't really happening anywhere else other than 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 Tony and Cap, of course. Uh, so Scarlet Witch. Yeah, they yeah they did that, but I mean that was kind of later. Um, Shit, hold on, is yeah. Vi- I just thought it was, is Vision the only one who doesn't appear in this movie, or does he? Technically, he does, but not as Paul Bettany. Okay. So in the Ewan McGregor. So again, <laughs> last chance for spoilers. Uh, when they, when they go back to the army base, and Jarvis is there. They do say, yeah, I did catch and then, that. And that, and that was that. I thought that was really cool because that's actually the the Jarvis yeah, the guy from the TV. Show. Yeah, the the Jarvis from uh, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, so that that was pretty mm-hmm. cool that they did that. Um, yeah, he they have nothing at all. Uh, I guess um, I don't think there was any other character they didn't really come back to at all. Uh, I think that was about it. <laughs> Even Natalie Portman showed up. Yeah, yeah. She's laid. They paid her how many millions of dollars to just yeah, yeah. lay down. I, I'm curious. Like, I, I every time there was one of those scenes, I was always curious whether it was just like full CGI and they just got like the actor's permission. 
Right. They, re- they use their likeness. They reuse footage. Um, yeah. yeah, or like a cut scene from like Dark World or something. Right, right, right. yeah. I think they, they met, I was reading something where they, they said that uh, they, they use some of the cut footage for, for some things. Obviously, they couldn't do that for everything. Right. To, to get all the angles and everything that they needed. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, my, my number 10 was just kind of a nitpick. You know, and again, the movie's, you know, over three hours long, so certain things had to go. But it, but it felt like a missed opportunity there. Um, and then I, and I felt like, yeah, uh, I, I felt like Banner's character suffered for it more than anything else. Um, and it, and in a way, it didn't make sense to me for her character either. Cause the movie kind of starts and she's like, I've lost, you know, my family. I feel like I lost my family basically. Um, and I was like, well, what the fuck happened to Banner? And they, they never really resolve anything there. Yeah, I could have used an awkward conversation just explaining everything. Yeah, yeah, just something. It's like, oh, hey, it's been three years since Sokovia. I'm back. Yeah. Although I am glad that they didn't refrigerate her or fridge her or whatever the term is, uh, just to motivate him, motivate Banner. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of separated that. Oh, so I think, I think that yeah, was a good yeah. thing. So The comic book thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's my number 10. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, I got. I really love this movie. Uh Couple things I got a little confused about, um, and I'll go off by number one. So I didn't quite understand the Nebula stuff. Like, and maybe, I mean, what I got out of it is somehow because she's a cybernetic thing that one version of her can sense the other version, or, or Thanos can sense that through. Like, it was just weird how. Yeah, I, I got. I took away from that is that her equipment was kind of you know resonating with other frequencies with her brain waves or whatever, and so they were kind of linked. Yeah, so so I think, uh, you know, makes sense. It's kind of a relative term here, but uh, <laughs> that that they were on the same network, as it were. So they were basically kind of sharing each other's memories. That made sense to me. The fact that she just randomly spat out like the most key piece of information all of a sudden. That that was a little much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't confused by it, but I, I don't know. That, that was a little weak. Well, that's why I was confused. Like, is there something that's like just they were like <laughs> overriding her, and they just knew the buttons to push because of the past tort? Like, I, I because yeah. this version of Nebula still wants to prove stuff to Thanos that it was somehow she was because they are one, forcing that stuff out of her. Right? Does that make sense? Like, that's yeah. I'm I'm I, I need to watch the scene again. Um, yeah, yeah. It just felt like it just kind of she just vomited it up for no reason. That's what it yeah. felt like. Maybe there was a little more reasoning for it, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait for the six-hour director's cut. Yeah, yeah. For explanations. Phew. So, all right, that's my number two. A nitpick. I was a little confused with the whole nebula thing, which I liked it. It was like, okay, this plan's going off pretty smoothly. I don't see what's going to, you know, and that was at least a tip Thanos off. I like that, but I just Mm -hmm. wish it would have explained a little bit better. Right, because if that didn't happen, they would have gone through this flawlessly, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, no. No. I mean, the whole Cap and Stark having to go back again. Sure, but even then, okay, they did that and they came yeah, back. Yeah, they were going to have to do that anyways. Well, no, not if Loki didn't steal the thing. Oh, that that one because because uh, <laughs> the Hulk took the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. I I do like that. Well, we'll get to that scene later. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's my number ten, Alex. Uh, yeah, just nip kid nip nitpicks galore here. Uh, my number eight, 
Eight. My number ten. Sorry, I'm switching uh, stuff here. Ah, Jeebus. There must be another Alex in this timeline. That'd be the worst. <laughs> uh, when I saw Ken Jong in the really uh, bad uh, wig and and mustache and everything, and Paul Rudd is like, oh, they're gonna have you know maybe just a one line or something, something funny or uh, you know so something that reintroduces Paul Rudd after the rat saves him from the Phantom Zone and everything, and, and like nothing. He's just walking away, and Ken Jong's out of focus. This is like, well, okay. Uh, I'm not really following you. You just you're saying you wanted to see more from that scene. Yeah, just like a one-liner or something. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just something fair enough. funny from two comedic actors, and it just kind of didn't happen. So. All right. There's yeah. more, but shrug. I mean, okay. kind of. I mean, it's it's a little funny because he's just kind of staring at him as he. Just pulling like the radio flyer away, basically, like giving him like an angry look for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they must have had a conversation to get that angry look, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe something got cut again. Like I'm sure there's, yeah. like you said, in the in the in the, in the seven hour director's cut. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. All right, Scott, number nine. Number nine is, is something uh, a lot more specific and smaller, um, but it was something when I saw it. Like you said, so. Uh, a uh, friend of the show, Brian, uh, he, he pointed out to me that every time he looked over in the theater that I had a shitty grin on my face. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure I did uh, for, for many, many reasons throughout the whole thing. Um, but one in particular um, almost made me laugh, not because I thought it was funny, but just because I, I thought it was so fucking cool, uh, was the, the Infinity Gauntlet that they make. Um, at first I was like looking at it and I, I was thinking to myself, that's not going to fit anybody's hand. And then it starts, you know, disassembling itself and moving it around. And I'm like, oh, it's an Iron Man glove with the <laughs> yeah. infinity sockets. I'm like, that is the coolest fucking thing. Like, I don't know if that's from the comics, um, uh, if that's something they, they came up with for the movie, but I thought it was fucking awesome. Like, I, I almost like, like clapped, like, <laughs> I just thought it was so cool. Uh, no, yeah, that's basically it. That they they made uh, their own version of the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, but it was an Iron Man fist at the same time. All right, I had the same thought, especially when Hulk was going to put it on. I was like, that will kind of fit on Hulk's hand, and then it did. But then, okay, I have to bring up a nitpick now. I don't know how Tony got the stones on there. Well, because it was it was the Iron Man nanotech. In the Infinity Gauntlet, and he had a nanotech Iron Man suit on. So he just he was just able to shift it all around yeah. on the fly. Yeah, again, it's a bit much. Like, they were all in the regular... I think so. That makes sense. But wait, they were, like, all in the glove, on, in Thanos' glove, and then mm-hmm. he jumps and, like, touches it, and all of a sudden they're all in the... Iron yeah, well, glove. well, off-camera well, there. He, yeah, he grabbed it and everything. He They were tug-of-warring there for a little bit. Okay. I mean, it was two hours and 40 minutes into it. Maybe I missed it. I was like, well, you don't, yeah, you, but you don't actually see the stones move though. Yeah. Right. But there's enough time, I think in there for Tony. Yeah. To pull that fast one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Slide at hand. Mm-hmm. Add it to playboy philanthropist, genius, billionaire, thief, magician, magician, <laughs> thief and Acha. Yeah. Thief and Acha. <laughs> 
All right. Um, on to my number nine. And yeah. uh, there's so many things here. But at the end of the movie, I'm sure we're going to talk about uh, some of the deaths. Um, but at the end, Cap survived. And I was like, yes. <laughs> at least we get to keep Cap in America. Sucker. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, Cap, you have to go on this one last mission to replace all the stones. And I was like, no. <laughs> Oh, it broke my heart. And <laughs> it's I, like Anakin. And, it, you know, he had a... I like, actually, I like it. And he actually didn't die, right? So whatever. Nope. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so but technically, yeah. Old man Cap. He went back for Peggy Carter. That's awesome. And he got to live his life he wanted. So that, I understand. It's a really cool ending for that character. Or maybe ending to that character. But I was still just like, oh, more Cap. We're going to get more Cap. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I like that that was the, the last shot of the movie. Yes. Yeah, them dancing in the house. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah that, that was kind of a like the the final send off of. Yeah, it's it's okay to to be happy for these people now. Like this is it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Oh, happy for the people that it, <laughs> they can be. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's my number uh, nine. So, Alex, my number nine is. Uh, a smart Hulk. I like them. It's from the comic books because there's a, a ton of iterations of Hulk and whatnot. When they're separated, when they're together, or he can turn at will. And and there was yeah, Bruce Banner was in the Hulk's body, but super intelligent. I it just got explained like in a haphazard sort of way. And it's like, can I see a flashback of that happening? They made such a big deal in Infinity War of the Hulk not of like a. Another internal struggle that they're having. Exactly. Where the Hulk doesn't want to Hulk out for once. And then they just explain it with, like, a line of dialogue. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from on that. This would be my biggest nitpick of the movie. And kind of we're like, yeah, they didn't pay that off. Like, what's the hell is going on? It's like, no, no, I'm just always the Hulk. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, my attitude. Yeah. so I, I was less bothered by that and just by the fact that we got to see less of what we are used to from the Hulk. So yeah, there, there was some there was some great uh, comedy beats there, with with him being the smart Hulk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> including the reveal, but is it somebody doing something with yeah, a straw? Like what the hell's going on there? Who's chewing on styrofoam? <laughs> yeah. Um, How do you guys hear that? <laughs> you got the ears of a hawk. <laughs> he had robot ears. Robot. Uh, yeah. It, anyway, the so yeah, but again, I I, I want to see Hulk fucking Hulk out, um, and he doesn't really at all. It's I yeah. think it, it is very cool that that he yeah he is the only one that can survive using the the Infinity Gauntlet, and even then he's pretty fucked up from doing it. Yeah, he's got a skinny arm just like Thanos. <laughs> so yeah, I I yeah, I'm kind of with you guys that you know overall the whole Hulk thing. Could have been more fun. All right. Scott, number eight. Number eight. Uh, I think this is my, my last new pick. <laughs> uh, is It's kind of what they did with Thanos in this. Um, you know, in, in Infinity War, he's, he's in a way, he's the hero of the movie. And then they kind of set up his journey, and he obviously succeeds. Uh, and, and you see all the, the motivation there and the, the kind of humanity and his reasoning. And even if you don't agree with it, um, and, and you, you feel it, uh, you know, when he, when he sacrifices Gamora, 
Um, you know, he he feels like a fleshed out character. And then they go back to this, and it's just kind of a a generic like, oh, he's just a big evil bad guy. You know, it kind of like they took a step back with that. Um, and it just felt like it just needed a little bit more of that same humanity that they injected into him in the in the first movie into Infinity War. Um, because yeah, he I mean, he's still the, the the CGI is good, and you know. He gets, basically the whole point of his character in this movie is just to have a turn fighting everybody. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I can't really complain about. Um, I just would like to have seen a little bit more of what, what happened in the, in the last movie. And you get a little bit of that in the beginning of the movie, which I'll talk about more, um, a couple, a couple down from here. Uh, yeah, I just would like to have seen, uh, more, the, the same fleshed out character that was in Infinity War. For Thanos. Hmm. One thing I'll have to say is I agree with you, and I actually have this on my list. I won't use it, and I'll talk about it now. Um, but is it because the Thanos we're seeing here didn't complete the mission? He didn't go through the same journey as the yeah. decapitated version? Yeah. So he doesn't know. He's more that just evil one from like the end of the Avengers R- credit. Right, right. Credits. But, I mean, he didn't change that much. Yeah, I'm just trying to look for something. Like yeah, like it no, is a different. Version. Yeah, that you know that that does that does make sense, but it's just kind of unsatisfying yeah. in a way. He didn't. Yeah, he hadn't had to sacrifice Gamora yet. Exactly that kind of stuff. He hadn't gone through this version. Hadn't done that yet. So I, I can see where you can write that as an out for the for if they did that. But yeah, I still feel like the character it stepped down a level after the first one. I mean, and that and that's just to say, like, as a character, like you still. Like suitably, like I don't know. Tim, I don't intimidating is the right word, but uh, formidable, at least as like an opponent for these guys. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number eight is. Uh, I. I don't know how I feel about the Thor dad bod thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny, and I laughed a lot. At it, but I'm wondering how it's gonna re- like second and third viewings. If I'm gonna like, oh, this is just stupid. Like it was, it's a funny little joke, but like, yeah, it's Thor. Like, and I heard it's actually from the comics, so I, well, for for what that's worth, I thought it was a little bit weird, um, but I liked it. So I don't know. I just, I just have to mention it. it's an item that stuck out to me, and I do like, and I think someone mentioned in our chat. Like, I do glad when he did finally become. Thor again, and his body just didn't magically go yeah. back to his. Yeah, I kept, abs. I kept, yeah, yeah, I kept waiting for that to happen. I'm glad they, they didn't do that. And I, I think I, I do appreciate they committed to that <laughs> the whole movie very hard. Uh, and and I have more to say about that later. Yeah, same. So, yeah, it's good and bad. I, I, like I said, uh, wait to see more as I watch it multiple times, which I'm already planning on seeing it this Wednesday. Yeah, and I want to doing a workout in like next week, so. I'm going to try to get to my local theater with, with reclining <laughs> seats this time. See it in comfort. Although, surprisingly, I was like not not too antsy in the, in the theater we saw it in, even though I had yeah. like, normal seats. Yeah, uh, and kudos to all all six of us. None of us left to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I As soon as the credits hit, then I had to really pee, like very badly. <laughs> but like before that, not, not even a little bit. Yeah. It, was, it was like my body knew. I, <laughs> like I, I Jedi mind trick my body, like okay body. 
<laughs> yeah, and we didn't like hold back. We were drinking beers and stuff beforehand. Yeah, I, so. I had a soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caffeine in me. Yeah. So kudos to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a major accomplishment on our part. I, yes. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Alex, number eight. My number eight is, and this is like my last real nitpick, is I know it was during a battle and it was, you know, hectic and, and uh, shit was going down. But there were, not, for me, there was not enough like little like reunion moments when everybody came back. There was the one with, you know, there was a few of them with Peter Parker and everything, and the one with Gamora, <laughs> with past Gamora and uh, Star-Lord. But you kind of see Rocket and Groot, and that one I was waiting for, because that one was really heavy in Infinity War. And uh, Rocket just kind of protects him and everything, but then nothing happens. And then with Janet and Scott Lang, they don't even kiss or nothing. They're just uh, well, there. I mean, when did you want them to do it? Like, a real quick. It's like, oh my gosh, I miss you so much. It's like, not right now, Scott. Shit's going down. You know? Something. Okay. Just It doesn't have to be like a whole thing, like the Gamora uh, Star-Lord thing, but just little moments. Uh, there was so yeah. much just shit a, going on in that final I, sequence. I know. This is why this is my, like, the last... Yeah, no, it is a nitpick. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of agree with Alex. I, I both of you. It, it, it's, this is part one of my favorite parts of the movie, but yeah, there was also went a little bit more... But whatever you want, a four-hour movie? No. So yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> intermission at two hours. Yeah. Right. Well, intermission at at, at uh, two and a half. Yeah. There you go. All right, uh, Scott, number seven. Number seven. Um, so I like they call it a time heist, and they they keep bringing up all the <laughs> all the time travel movies, especially Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, specifically, the whole Stark Tower heist, uh, which is a couple things going on with it. Uh, but that might have been the funnest part of the whole movie. Uh, you know, there's so many great things going on there. Um, you get to see more of that whole scene after Loki's been captured. Um, and you actually get to see them throw the uh, the gag on him to make him shut up. That was hilarious. Uh, you get the joke about the Hulk not being allowed on the elevator with them, which... Might have been the funniest joke in the whole movie. <laughs> they cut back to him going down the stairs, and he's just mad that he has to climb down the stairs. Yeah, like 50 flights of stairs. Hate stairs. Yeah, <laughs> stupid stairs. Uh, and then he, he's so mad when he gets to the bottom and he starts breaking things because he's the Hulk. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck did you expect him to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the cap on cap fight, uh, the, the joke about Captain America's ass, uh, was great. Uh, I, I especially like the the whole line when when Captain Cap start fighting, and uh, the the, uh, the the native Cap, I guess we'll call him, the one that didn't time travel, uh, says, uh, "I can do this all day." <laughs> the Cap's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> like the same line he keeps spouting out like every yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, and there's you know so many callbacks like that, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but. So that whole scene, uh, you know, the Cap and Cap fight, um, the, uh, the Loki grabbing the time cube, um, and escaping, uh, leaving him an out. So there's basically like a, like a, a Gamora Loki running around now. Uh, so that character is not, you know, completely out of things. 
Yeah, a lot going on there. Uh, you get the Robert Redford cameo again. That was the first scene where I, I was like really wondering, uh, did they just CGI him and maybe get his voice or whatever? I mean, they had definitely CG'd his face a little bit for sure. Because uh, it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a ton of things going on and it was all fun. Uh, it all started with they, they told the Hulk to like act like the Hulk. <laughs> and he's like, okay, but I find it very, like, you say gratuitous. And then he rips his shirt off and he just like, ha- like half-heartedly smashes a car and tosses like a scooter <laughs> around. He goes, yeah. yeah. Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Hulk smash. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just a lot of fun stuff going on there. Uh, and it all starts with that, that money shot of the original Avengers when, when the camera's spinning around them in the middle of the street. Uh, so yeah, that, that whole sequence with the, with the Stark Tower was great. All right. Well, you took about four of my items with that <laughs> Sorry, conversation. <Jeff. laughs> Just kidding. Um, but my number seven is already the talking Hulk. The talking Hulk. I, this is another one I do have to see again. It bothered me, but not. I wouldn't say bad. It was just I don't know. It was just not. It's just weird. And I got to see it again before I truly uh, give an opinion on it. But it just something that stuck out for me, especially him just sitting there with his gla- the glasses on. Like, why would he wear glasses? Yeah, I was wondering that. Did he like actually need them, or is it just an affectation? <laughs> like just to let everybody know, hey, Smart Hulk. Yeah. So I don't know. It just, like I said, good or bad. I, I think I liked it, but at the same time, I like my classic Hulky smash smash. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my number uh, seven or whatever we're at seven. Yeah. If you like yeah. classic Hulk, I don't think you're gonna like totally awesome Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's a taste of a new generation. Yeah. All right. Well, Alex. Poochie, Poochie Hulk. <laughs> uh, my number seven is all the time travel stuff. Scott already talked about the Stark Tower. Uh, I love all the set pieces that they go back to. Uh, knocking out <laughs> Star-Lord. It's like, so he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, sorry, sorry, Alex. Let me step in here real quick. So, yeah. I thought that was a... Uh, a fucking great beat. I think that scene was right after Thor gets his hammer back, right? Oh, yeah. So Thor gets his hammer back, and he's like holding it up, and then uh, Q, come and get your love. Yes. It was a some good editing. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and Rocket and Asgard. <laughs> Stop that rabbit! Yeah, just the fact that, the, <laughs> that all our Asgardians think he's a rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> that's just Thor being jackass. That's a great joke. Yeah, and this whenever a movie or a book or any but anything uses time travel as a thing, it's it's kind of hard. It's very difficult unless it's in a comedy and you're you're like Austin Powers. You're like, you know what? Just enjoy the movie. Don't think about this shit too much. Okay. And this movie kind of pulls it off in that way where it's, you know, it's, it's okay, it's time travel. It's not that big a deal. They need to do this and everything. How are they going to solve this? Well, we'll just put the stone backs right, you know, right after we steal them in the same moment. The way Banner explains it to uh, What's-Her-Face in New York. The Ancient One or the whatever. Yeah, the Ancient One. It's like, we'll still save your timeline. We won't let you go into Biff territory. We'll just come back, like, a split second right after I'm gone with the stone. We'll come back and put it and give it to you. You know, that deal. It does break down, like you said, when Loki steals and that that gets botched. 
Loki steals the cube again. He escapes. And so they have to go back even further further to the 40s? 50s? That was like the 70s. 50s. Yeah, 70s. 60s, 70s. Since uh, Hippie Stanley. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, yeah, the, the solution to that has kind of been bugging me. Because they can't go cap can't go all the way back and just put the thing back in the 40s because they're still going to try and steal it in the present so he's going to have to go over there in the i mean in the stark tower scene and go hey trust me don't steal it from loki right now you're going to fuck that up just go back to the 40s or go back to the to the 70s he's got to do that first and then after they steal it from the 70s put it right back in the box that's been burned off and it's a it's a whole thing it's a whole thing. Yeah. Remember gotcha. the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They should have just built and tell Bill intended it. Anyways. Yeah, I I try not to think too hard about it. Yeah, we really shouldn't. I, I can't I can't help it. But yeah. Alright. Um number six, Scott. Number six, the the opening scenes uh where they they set up the rest of the movie where the movie starts off with this this big spark of hope of, of we've got we've got Carol Danvers Captain Marvel uh, we we know Tony's back and he's alive uh, we we know where Thanos is let's fucking do it and they go and they they handle him pretty easily relatively speaking and then oh, he's been crippled yeah yeah that's part of it but then they find yeah the, the stones are kaput uh, he's used the stones to destroy the stones. And then, uh, and then of course, Thor decapitates him. Uh, and Spoilers, then, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, jump cut to five years later. Uh, so, in, in a way, it makes sense because they would have tried to do something right away. Uh, and this explains, or they gets gets that all out of the way, but really just sets up like how broken everybody, all the characters are, and then how the world is. Uh, that was a great start to to thing, and, and even before that, you start off with uh, um, Hawkeye and his whole family disappearing, and just kind of directly. Direct... By the way, I thought that was like some tie-in, like commercial before the movie. Yeah, that, that, yeah, they kind of ninja started the movie there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was telling Scott, I was still talking to it like it was a stupid preview or a commercial that they show before the actual movie. It's like, oh, what? He's going to teach her to shoot, and she's going to shoot straight through a Pepsi can or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then it's guys like, no, shut up! This is the movie. Oh, damn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they did. Yeah, it was right after previewing like into it. They didn't do the stupid roller coaster ride to the concession stand or anything. Like, uh, which is good. That's fine. I mean, we got out of the fucking theater at like one thirty in the morning, so uh, or at twelve thirty. Yeah, we actually did. No, it was like twelve it, or. It was a lot earlier than I thought we were expecting. I remember Brian and I talking about that when we were walking out. Like it was earlier than expected, and I missed that uh, Hawkeye scene because I thought there was a roller coaster part. So I took off and I came back <laughs> and I saw the. I came to right as the Marvel anniversary logo came up. I'm like, sweet, I didn't miss anything at the Brian at the very end. Brian's like, yeah, you we missed the thing. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So so you did make it all the way to the movie. I know. <laughs> Technically, I missed yeah. the first thirty seconds. Uh, so yeah, it starts off very grim. We're, we're as the audience, we're given this this glimmer of hope, and then that goes right out the window. 
that that was a again a very good way to set up the the desperation that that everybody finds themselves with as as the movie progresses. Yep, that's my my number six. Okay, uh, my number six is recapturing the Soul Stone. So I thought in the Infinity War he had to sacrifice something he loved, which is why he did uh, not did Gamora threw Gamora off the uh, the the ledge. So are we are we saying that uh, Hawkeye loves Natasha? Like I know there's some good solid friendship there, but. Or am I miss like, the, or yeah, is they're, anybody they're, you throw? They're, they're family. Yeah. So, like and I think I think he, the way they phrase it is, you have to lose what you love. Okay. Not necessarily a like soul kill. for a soul. Yeah. And yeah. it has to be something alive. All right. Well, that has could, a soul. Could I have thrown a little rat down there? If it was yeah. your best friend, if you were like yeah. uh, Ben and what's his face, if you would have been emotionally scarred for life for doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I just. Her, both of them trying to sacrifice each other. I, I not each other, but you know, do it themselves. I thought it was a little, a little lame. But uh, I thought we we're getting a Black Widow movie. Oh, it'll be in the eighties oh, or whatever. We are, yeah. Where the it'll be before all, story. It'll be before the Avengers. Yeah. I just think her and Gamora are down there partying in some cool <laughs> Soul Stone, making volcano. out. Me too. Making out. Oh yeah. Genius. Uh, anyway, that's my number six. I was a little co- not that confused, but I just eh. I just I felt more dramatic in, with Thanos did with Gamora than this. Just kind of okay. One of us has to jump in. Oh, it's me. No, it's you. Like it just didn't feel the same. So maybe I understood. Uh, I didn't understand the, how you get the stone. Because why, why would so many people have failed? Then that's what I don't get. Because they, they were too. They didn't. They were incapable of love. They didn't. They didn't have anything like, yeah. Like, Damn, I really power. love the sword. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. if it's first Soulstone, uh, 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 I'll throw uh, the sword down. Uh, Red Skull, uh, I've ever told you I love you. Uh, yeah, I yeah. yeah, feel I don't know. Out of all the people he said he's seen do it, like no one else. I, hey, whatever. Uh, or maybe they just got up there and they didn't have the nerve. They said, "No, this is too great a price," and then they just didn't do it. That's possible yeah. too. Maybe. All right, Alex, what's your number six? My number six is Lebowski Thor. Lebowski. <laughs> Which uh, Tony Stark calls him. Lebowski was like, ah, it's exactly what I was thinking. It's almost at the same time. And yeah, I like it because uh, I think, he, especially with the two hammers, he would have been a bit too powerful uh, at that last fight. I think it would have ended, it still would have been like a hell of a fight, but it would have ended a bit too quickly. At the end, so they had to have a like an out of shape Thor that hasn't been fighting for five years, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he still kicked ass. But yeah, he wasn't like Thor, he wasn't the Infinity Thor with an awesome cape yes. that he had and whatnot. It wasn't like he was huffing and puffing after a couple swings, though. No, but certainly not as strong as he was before. He needs to eat a salad, like Rene Russo said. <laughs> <laughs> eat a salad for Pete's sake <laughs> and I love that he ended up with the Guardians of the Galaxy that's awesome I can't wait to see volume 3 as Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> <laughs> alright so everybody knows who's in charge <laughs> Yeah, I'm in charge yes of course <laughs> of course 
Scott, number five. Number five. Uh, going back to the to the Soul Stone scene. Um, hey, me too. I called it the sacrifice. So, so as soon as I saw that they were going there, uh, I'm like, oh, one of them is not coming back, you know, which I don't think was very difficult to figure out. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, as far as them like kind of fighting to throw themselves off the cliff, yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from on that on that, Jeff. Um, it was a little awkward, maybe. Uh, but from from a, a character standpoint, um, I, I really like that it did wind up being Black Widow. Um, you know, again, they well, because you hate women. No, because <laughs> uh, again, it was weird that they're gonna. Oh, I didn't. I never thought they were gonna fridge her, but that there was gonna be some like motivation from her to the Hulk, and they kind of skipped that whole thing. Uh, but um, instead, you, you get this kind of completion to her arc of you know she she at the, the beginning of the movie she's talking to to Steve Rogers about how she she she's just basically trying to hold things together. She feels like she lost her family, um, and and Hawkeye she was closer to to, to Clint um, more than anybody else really um, on on the team, and for him to lose his whole family and her knowing that he could get his family back. And knowing she didn't have that kind of family, um, for her to, to kind of see that as as a way to um, to make that happen, like that that was her family in a way, um, and so that she kind of had already made her peace with that um, as, as soon as she figured it out, or as soon as they figured out that one of them had to go, um, and then I kind of like that, and they that kind of set that up a little bit when the. Red School, which still makes no sense that it's the Red School there, by the way. <laughs> Let's just point that out. Um, they got teleported. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, the Red School like tells them who you know each of their father. Or I think for her it's his, her father, and then for him it's his mother. Um, he calls her daughter of Ivan, and you know she she tells Clint like, "Oh, that's the first time I've even heard my father's name." You know, like again, they're they're more of a family than anything else she's ever had, um, and and for her, it made more sense to to have Clint get his family back than to her to have this erstwhile family, and then I and I really like that. Um, it does suck seeing her die. I was the first, like I was expecting, honestly, a, a bigger body count in this movie. Um, yeah, and that was kind of the first one uh, to happen. So, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it wasn't quite the, it, it, you know, didn't quite have the same emotional impact as some of the other stuff at the end of the movie, uh, for me anyway. But I, I liked what they did with their character, so that's that's my number five. All right, um, my number five is the dual wielding of hammers and uh, <laughs> him, him getting it back. Because as soon as he started doing that, I was like, wait, that would work. It's gonna happen. Then it took a while. I was like, "Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe there's times so they're gonna explain time." And then when it showed up, I was like, "Oh yeah." And then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was something that did pay off from Age of Ultron is when Steve Rogers is able to move the hammer yeah. just a little bit, just a little bit. And then in this movie, he's full on capable. Now I don't know what's changed between <laughs> these two movies. He's he's even more uh, worthy, but he is and. Uh, pure or whatever the theory is he has to lift it i thought it was cool seeing cap wield it for a little bit and even better seeing thor dual wield time to i take it 
I take it that he has like just a little bit more confidence and that he's still, you know, he's Captain America. Of course he'd be able to lift up the hammer and everything, but he's got that self-doubt in Infinity War, so that's or in Age of Ultron, so that's why he couldn't lift it. Just that little bit of self-doubt. But huh. then in the fight, he doesn't have time for that. Yeah, he's got bronchitis. Bronchitis. Tinnitus? But yeah, the dual wielding of the hammers and... Uh, so, did the new one break? No. No? Mm-mm. I don't know why I'm mentioning it. Break it. Oh, and since... Yeah, and I was asking... Speaking of the new one, of Stormbreaker... I was, uh, before the movie, I think I was telling Scott or somebody, it says, since that, since Odin didn't put a spell on that one, would ever, anybody, as long as they were strong enough, be able to lift that one? Turns out, yeah, since Thanos did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I do remember you talking about that. There, there has to be like some level of like nobility there, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Yeah, since Hello is just straight up broken. Well, I, meant, I meant the axe. Oh, yeah. All right, that was my number five, so Alex. Uh, Like Scott said, the sacrifice. It's been covered. All right. Then Scott, number four. Number four, um, going back to Thor. (laughs) Thor took things pretty hard. Um, And it it does make sense for his character, kind of after seeing uh, Ragnarok, that... He is just kind of this guy that's really good at fighting, um, and, and he does care about his people, um, and wants to do the right thing. But he's not like strategic mastermind. He's not the the tech guy. Uh, he's he's not really um, not really a leader per se. Um, even though you know they they kind of go over how he'd be a good king and stuff. Uh, but yeah, he takes it very hard and he goes back to drinking ale. <laughs> a lot of ale. <laughs> mm-hmm. we've, we've already talked about all of the the Lebowski stuff. Now he's drunk and he's got the the huge beer belly now, and he's, like, he's wearing sunglasses. I, I I laughed out loud in the scene where they're breaking everything down. He's just sitting in the corner <laughs> there, and somebody <laughs> says, "I think he's asleep." And I think it's I think it's Rocket or somebody says, "I think he's dead." <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's passed out in the corner, uh, and then he's just yeah, he's drunk through the whole movie. He, keeps trying to like when he tries to give help on things he's not very helpful at all until uh <laughs> until basically the very end uh i mean rocket basically has to do all the work when they, when they go back in time and they just get the hammer back which, which sets up other things uh but yeah he's just this big blubbering mess to the whole movie um you know and, and he's playing video games with korg yeah which is yeah, which is awesome and meek. <laughs> he threatens some yeah. kid <laughs> fortnite <laughs> I will fly to your house. <laughs> I forget the exact line, but he says he's going to fly to this kid's house in his mom's basement and basically murder him. I'm not sure exactly what he said he was going to do. Oh, no, he said he was going to stick his controller up his butt. I think that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed, like enjoyed the real Thor. Enjoyed the whole thing. Like all of a sudden, like Thor became like the comic relief <laughs> for the whole thing. <laughs> it's kind of a, a weird uh, juxtaposition, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that he's. He's been beaten down and he failed so hard that yeah, it kind of it broke him, like everybody else. But he took it especially hard. So yeah, he did, like a few characters took it like way harder than everybody else. It's, it's like I'm the one that, that fucked up and lost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he certainly lost. He blamed Captain America. Yeah, 
and he still and he still <laughs> lost uh, like arguably more than anybody uh, by the yeah. by the time Ragnarok's over, or no, well after the beginning of Infinity War, I should say. Because they didn't bring back the half of the people that uh, Thanos killed on the ship. No, because that was pre-snap. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. I I enjoyed uh, Thor on this. All right. Uh, my number four is I enjoyed seeing everyone from the previous twenty-one movies, yeah, however many it was. Um, just going through, and when they were doing the time travel stuff, I was like, "All right, this is a great way to like." pay tribute to this all these movies we've watched we're gonna drop in like you already mentioned all the stuff in new york uh the star lord stuff (laughs) or in the movie it's cool because he's singing the music with along with it but when you're there behind the scene just an idiot just (laughs) kicking monsters singing to himself like it's pretty lame but yeah it's hilarious um seeing all that um i have more to say about the unsnap or whatever stuff later but um, at the very end, basically, the, I want to call it Funeral for a Friend, even though it's DC, not Marvel. But at at Tony's wake or funeral, just seeing everybody. Now, there had to be CGI character people put in, like Michael CGI, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know if they were there or not, but just seeing. I've been thinking about this this whole time. Like, out of all the questions that came on this movie, I, I wanted the most of, like, who was actually there? Yeah, <laughs> just pans here, pans there. Yeah, you get all these people. You get the Wakanda. You get the yeah, the Ant Man people. It just I don't know. It was just really cool just seeing. Everybody. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. And then, uh, as much as I don't like the Thor movies or Natalie Portman in these movies, I was cool to see her again just because she is part of it. Um, mm. Yeah, like I think Vision and uh, what's this Heimdall. I think they're the only two. Warrior, or even some of the, the Warriors uh, three. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she was there, wasn't she? Valkyrie, you mean? No, not Valkyrie. Uh, Frigga? Yeah. The mom? Whatever the girl is that was with those people. Those people I sound racist. The, so, the Asgardians? That's Valkyrie. No, not, not Tessa. The In the first two Thor <laughs> movies. I thought I saw... Oh, the, the one from the... The new girl or whatever the TV no, show is? No, 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 not not her. La- Lady Sif? <laughs> yes. I did not see her at all. Yeah, I th- me either. Okay, maybe I got her confused with somebody else. I thought I saw huh. her. But maybe. Maybe. Because I don't think you see her die in any of the movies, No, right? like, yeah, no, her, they just kind of wrote her out of things. Yeah, so yeah. I thought I saw her, but maybe I got her confused with somebody else. I don't know. But just seeing all those people, it just was really cool. It, it just felt like, yeah, it was worth it to watch these 20 fucking movies and spend <laughs> hundreds of dollars and hours Mul- <laughs> yeah, and mu- and multiple hours. viewings multiple dvd blu-ray purchases uh, all that stuff so that's my number four alex uh i like captain marvel all right number four is captain marvel she comes back they wreck thanos only did it's like oh well it was all for naught and then when they're doing the, the on-call thing, it was a good excuse for her to not be in most of the movie until the very end. <laughs> it's like, hey, the shit's happening in all parts of the galaxy, all right? <laughs> Rocket's like, oh, what, you're going to go get a new haircut? <laughs> going to get another haircut? It's like, there's this happens in all the planets across the galaxy, all right? Not just this one. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, you got it. Yeah, good point right there. <laughs> Rocket just gave her that. Uh, and then she comes back with like a vengeance, 
just completely decimating uh, Thor's, I mean, Thanos' ship. Yeah. Like in one hit. And he looks surprised too, which is cool. Yeah. He's like, what the hell is this? And then uh, the the lady money shot with everybody posing, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was not expecting Gwenny in the Iron Man suit. Ugh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I had no, no problem with that. I yeah, do. me either. I thought it was it was still cool because I forgot that he was that Tony kind of set it up and stuff uh, with the helmet. I mean, poor poor Peter Parker is gonna have like blue balls for life now because he's like, you know, he's taking kind of a beating and he looks up and all of a sudden is super hot. <laughs> Captain Marvel, he's like, oh hey, I'm Peter Parker, and she says, hey there, Peter Parker, you got something for me? And then she takes the gauntlet. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. That was cool. Uh, I agree with everything except I did not like Gwyneth Paltrow in the suit. That was one of the worst parts of Iron Man 3. And I, you know, you can see her. It's not earned. Just doing it. Yeah, fine. Tony made her a suit, but she's still terrible. She's a great CEO, but I don't know if she could wear a suit. <laughs> it should have been, it should have been Happy Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it shouldn't have been him either. His daughter. Now, are we going to talk about that? <laughs> what, about his daughter? Yeah. What about her? What about her? Do they set that up? I know in the beginning of Infinity War, he's like, I had a dream you were pregnant, but that's all we ever heard, right? Well, I mean, they they, they could have had the kid, like, afterward, too. I know, I understand, but that's all we've... We, there was nothing ever set up. Well, they know they said... He says that he wants to name the kid Morgan. Well, who yeah. the fuck's Morgan? The kid, that's the kid's the, name. The daughter. <laughs> When did it, oh, I mean, in Infinity War, he says that? Yeah, he says, I want to name him after your, like, eccentric uncle. And she says, like, Morgan or whatever. Okay. And then, and then yeah, you have the girl, and her name's Morgan. Okay. But I'm saying, that conversation where he had a dream about it, that's the only time that's ever been talked about, right? Like, I'm just wanting to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, again, they don't explain either way, like, whether she was pregnant or not already when, okay. when, he, when, that, when Infinity War happened. I mean, because she girl looks like she's five or six. She doesn't look too young. Yeah. No, she, she's about three or four. Really? Yeah. Right. Eric's my son. Eric, he's four right now. Yeah. Yeah. She looked. She looked older. Congratulations! Than that. I, 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 that. No, I'm just saying. I have. I have reference. So. No, I think. I think she looks a little older than that. Yeah. yeah. I disagree. It's like Harrison's four and he's a monster. So I think well, it's hard to tell. <laughs> he's an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, it's anyway, so it could yeah, the poor kid loves Iron Man, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's going to be rough. Uh, um, all right, so it could have happened right before all this took place or afterwards. Whatever. We don't know. But that's they just mentioned it, but it was never mentioned until this scene. Okay. Yeah. Now, is this something from the comic books where, like, she's going to become Iron Woman? No, uh, it's a different girl that's Iron Like Woman. A, They have, like, a whole name for her character. It's, like, Rescuer or something like that. Where like her her suit doesn't even have like weapons, it's just there because it's like a still powerful suit. Like they obviously didn't go that route with the with the movie here, but no, I'm not talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm talking about um... oh the daughter, the daughter. Is that something in the story? Oh, right I have of? no idea. It felt like something from the movie though. Okay. All right. Uh, that was Alex's number four. Yes. All right. Captain so Marvel. Scott number three. My number three is uh, when the vanished return. Um, so this is a little bit separate from from uh, Smart Hulk snapping his fingers, 
but when when Cap's basically standing there alone, um, facing down the Thanos and his entire army, um, you you get the kind of uh, I don't know muffled is the right way to put it, but he he gets the transmission on his earpiece of I forget the exact what 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 is even said, but it's something like like Hey Steve, we're coming or something like that. And then yeah, it's, like, uh, hey, it's Cap and Sam. Can you hear me? Or okay, okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, and then as the audience, you know, we're all, everybody's like dead silent. And then, uh, you know, then then the portals start opening up, and uh, uh, you know, everybody starts stepping through, and it's just <laughs> it's such a massive like crowd pleasing moment. Uh, yeah. You know, and everybody gets like their cool little entrance. Like everybody, everybody from Black Panther showing up again, and people in the audience yelling out "Wakanda forever." Uh, to, uh, to, to even like Mantis and Drax, like stepping through. Um, you know, everybody comes back, you know, Peter stands there triumphantly. Um, or Peter Parker, I should say. Um, and just, yeah, everybody coming through. You have all the Wakandans. Uh, you have all the, the sorcerers. Um, you know, just all the other like side characters from fucking everything, <laughs> which I'll talk a little bit more later here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just that moment when they actually do come back. Um, they, I think they did a really good job at that point because, like, they had, like, I had, I hadn't f- forgotten something weird, but, you know, there was that second there. I'm like, well, what's going to happen next? And, like, I, I, it was kind of at the back of my mind that they, that they had already snapped the fingers to bring everybody back. Like, the, so the way that they, they played that all out, there was, it was very dramatic when they, when they did show up. Um, and, and again, you know, just such a massively, um, you know, crowd, crowd pleasing moment. Uh, and you know, it, just a huge payoff, uh, which I'll talk a little bit more, uh, down my list, but, uh, yeah, just the, the transmission and then everybody showing up, uh, uh, it was just, uh, a, uh, a fantastic moment. Agreed. Uh, I'll just go mm-hmm. in and say, this is my number one, um, everyone returning such, a, uh, a great crowd. Our theater went crazy and it was like every single time a certain section come in, you'd have a different part of the audience. Like that's their characters, right? Like, I just love that, that we're in a world now. Like, yeah, you're right. It's Drax. Yeah, he's my favorite or it's black Panther or it's Spider-Man or it's fucking, uh, the wasp or whoever it was. I just, I just thought it was awesome. And I did get goosebumps and tried to hold back tears at that moment. Just because of the misty yeah. scene. It was just because of the emotion of the crowd and just how far we've come. I guess I don't know. It was I found yeah. it really emotional. It was definitely my favorite part of the movie, and just seeing everybody come in. Because yeah, I knew too. Once Hulk did that, and they're like, "All right, well they they're back somehow. They're gonna get here somewhere." I didn't know how, and then just obvious. I mean, I'm assuming behind the scenes, Doctor Strange was planning this whole thing and getting people in place. I just yeah, it was. And I actually thought about it in the moment. I was like, "Did he know how to get where to get all these people?" And I was like, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of thought this was his, the one vision he saw, right? So right. I think he did yeah. know where to go to get everything. But I, I just yeah, thought it was yeah, he probably did. awesome. I just I just can't wait to go back and see this part again. <laughs> this is probably a part when I get it on Blu-ray, I'm just going to watch it over and over and over again. And I think also to where we come, like you mentioned the awesome uh, money shot from the first Avengers. Like, 
this is the thing where we came where there was like five superheroes in a circle and then this scene happens and it's like ah, even compared to Civil War it looks tame compared to this now right well, that, that's, that's funny when you <laughs> yeah. like when you're running down the cast list Jeff you know yeah. they, we always call it the cast of thousands like when we're talking something about like Spartacus where yeah but it's all extras this is like the cast of thousands but they're all like A-listers yeah. <laughs> like there's so many people in this movie yeah. it's so ridiculous in a good way I think. Yep. yep, definitely. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, all right, uh, that but that was Scott's number four or three. My that number was your three. three. Yeah, that was also my number one. But my number three, which has already been mentioned, is the cat v cat fight. Uh, I've already mentioned Captain America is my favorite, so seeing him fight himself was pretty damn awesome. And it made sense too. Uh, that was the best part. Yeah, it made sense, and the exact I could do this all day. Yeah, I got it. You know. <laughs> I wish you would have said something like, God, do I really sound like that? <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah. Other than him using the Loki pokey stick on him and getting out of there. And then the whole thing about America's ass is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, so, 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 you know, if if, if any criticism is going to be laid at the, the Russo brothers' feet for anything, any missteps, the humor is definitely not it. Like, Yep. Like, this is funny, you know, uh, Infinity War is funny when it can be. Um, Civil War has its moments. Yeah. But, you know, they don't overdo it, too. Like, I know it was their first one, but, like, right. Winter Soldier is not that funny. There's a couple moments. I, but... I would say this is definitely the funniest of the three. I mean, Thor is basically a joke for the entire movie. Just about. Yeah. yeah. Of the Avengers movies, I think it would be the funniest. Um Ragnarok or one of the Guardians might be the funniest Marvel movie. Right, yeah. right. And also, I think the funniest moment of this entire movie is when uh, Steve Rogers gets in the elevator with all the people. He just says, Hail Hydra. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. the He just walks off with the stick. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that, just so many callbacks in this movie. That, that whole yeah. elevator scene from, uh, exactly. from Winter Soldiers. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, at first, I'm like, oh, he's going to fight them all again, but it's going to be different. It's still going to be cool. And then, yeah, he just says, Hail Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> It was also a nod to the comic. One of Marvel's stupider decisions in comic books is to make uh, Captain America a Hydra sleeper agent. What? Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, that was over the last though, couple years, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was awful. But anyway, I digress. In the movie, it was great. Yeah, hey, Elijah. Um, all right, Alex, number three. My number three is uh, the fight before the backup arrives, which is great. They go in there, they see Thanos just waiting there. <laughs> He's like, let's, let's kill him proper this time. <laughs> and they all get ready. And they have their little moments, and then the fight the fight starts, and you see Thanos really, you know, wrecking shit without having to use any of the Infinity Stones to show that he's... Or his army. Not just... Yeah, or his army. They can still wreck house. And he breaks Cap's shield for Pete's sake. Yeah. This is when he gets uh, Mjolnir, right? In the pre-fight, or is or has the backup already arrived when he gets it? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It's so it's such a like so much shit's going on there. Yeah, I can't <laughs> remember. But anyways, that was great. Uh, I'm gonna count it as it happened before because I saw the hammer. It was like, oh shit, did the vision come back somehow? Is the vision back? <laughs> and then it goes flies back to Captain America, and I just I was speechless. It was like, oh, they did it. We fucking did it. <laughs> You're crazy, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's back for whatever reason. <laughs> Dave's yeah. just dancing in the background. Yeah. yeah. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. 
awesome. Yeah, the whole pre-fight was badass. I pre-came. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I, I, I wish... You know, the only thing I might have done differently for that fight was if if the Hulk had gotten involved somehow. I, I guess at that point it, it didn't make it. It wouldn't have made any sense, but... Yeah, like, he's still holding out the building like, and his hand is all jacked up. Like, you have, like, the the core of the Avengers there because Black Widow's already gone. And Hawkeye's, like, already been shown doing a bunch of shit. So it makes sense that mm-hmm. he's not there. Um, but yeah, to have the Hulk and then the other core three, um, you know, Cap and Tony and Thor. So, well, I guess that makes sense because those are the guys that carry their own movies. But yeah, yeah. but also it's you got to keep the Hulk down there because you, he has he's so powerful, right? Like they, they made sense for some of these things the way they did it, right? Like keeping him down there because he could have maybe turned the battle. So now he's weakened and he's down there. Right. You, don't, you don't have to answer the question like why didn't Hulk beat him? Yeah, <laughs> he's just saving uh, Rocket's life, and everybody else who's a building is about to collapse on him. <laughs> it was, yeah. just, it was yeah. just Rocket and, and, and War Machine, no big loss. <laughs> I lost my legs. Now I'm gonna die under your building. Uh, all right, uh, we're on to Scott's number two. Number two is Cap is worthy. Uh, yeah, when he pulls the hammer, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if you guys knew anything about that. Uh, I'm guessing that's from the comics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a short time where he, he wielded it. Yeah. There's there's a, there's a coworker who keeps who kept telling me that there was like one scene from the comics that he really really hoped happened. Um, I'm assuming that was it. Uh, but uh, yeah, just see him wheelie and then like the way he, like it, he, so he picks it up. I'm like, oh cool, he can actually like swing it around. That's awesome. But he like starts spinning it around like Thor. I'm like, oh this is fucking rad. And then just <laughs> all the the different ways that he uses it. Like, at one point, he throws the shield up and then hits the shield, but he still hits it so that it spins back. It's like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Then he's, like, basically, you know, using the shield with the hammer, um, like, in conjunction with each other. And and he's beating Thanos' ass for a brief moment, anyway. Uh, You know, this is the the best that humanity has to offer. Um, From that that standpoint, that's that's pretty rad. But yeah, just the idea that, yeah, yeah, he is Thor of of everybody in the entire universe. Uh, This is the one guy that can... I mean, at least in the movie, in the MCU anyways. I know there was, like, the Beta Ray Bill and stuff like that, but uh, mm-hmm. that, that Cap is able to, to wield the hammer there. Uh, I, I, the one thing, you know, in hindsight, now that I'm, that I'm talking about talking about it out loud, it would have been cool to see, like, the Cap, like, try for that, like, you know, like, I don't know, something like at the end of The Last Jedi, or not The Last Jedi, of The Force Awakens, where she grabs the the lightsaber, you know, really like Thor's grabbing for it and then it starts to move and then you see it go to, to cap instead. Cause he's like right there or something. I, I, I don't know. Like instead he just kind of had it. Um, that's super nitpicky at this point. Sorry. <laughs> just, just, but just well, like I said, yeah, it surprised me. Cause I thought that, uh, what's his face? The vision had come back somehow. Uh, I was like, how's the vision back? That doesn't make any sense. Oh shit. It's cap. Yeah, but just yeah, again, just see Cap wheel that thing was a massive payoff. Even though mm-hmm. they, there was very little setup for it, uh, from what might be the the best scene in Age of Ultron. What about the switcheroo? He's like, here, you you take the yeah. little one, give me that. Yeah, that was funny. Back <laughs> All right, uh, I agree. <laughs> Glad to have you back, Jeff. No, I've been here just listening. Like I said, I've already. <laughs> I already said my piece on this scene. It's great. Um, 
All right, my number two is, uh, I guess, the end of uh, Tony Stark and I Am Iron Man. Awesome. Good uh, good fitting end to uh, a great character who kicked us all off. Um, this all starts I, in the Avengers, yeah. Yeah. And it was, well, I was going to say, just, I mean, the phrase I Am Iron Man from the very end of the first Iron Man movie, just him. Yeah. Right when you thought it was going to be kind of a typical comic book movie about him keeping a secret identity or whatever, just flat out, nope, I am Iron Man, and then owning it, and then this all the way into his ending. So I liked it. It sucks, but I have a feeling he'll be back in some form, whether it's a robot version. I don't know. I have a feeling something will happen here. But And that's down the road, not anytime soon. Jarvis, the next AI in the suit. Yeah, and this may be whatever we're just ending phase four. Maybe it's, say, phase six or something where he shows up. I think he'll be gone for a while now. But I think at some point when he comes back. Um, But whatever. And if he doesn't, I think it was a great ending to a great character. And uh, he did it well for all this. I mean, he's been carrying these movies forever. And I just thought it was a cool way for him to go out. And uh, yeah, if Cap is worthy of the wielding the hammer Tony Stark is capable of wielding the gauntlet so I liked it yeah. cool ending um, and then just to add on what you're saying Jeff the uh, this goes all the way back to the Avengers when, when Steve calls him out that you know he wouldn't be the one to, to make the uh, the sacrifice play or however he phrases yeah. it well he kind of does at the end of the Avengers anyway but uh, for, for it to, to really come full circle again uh, it was really cool uh, so yeah, the death of Tony Stark in his last lines of "I am Iron Man," and yeah, I, I, it was kind of a little. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but Peter Parker's are like crying over him, and they're like, "Yeah, that pepper in there, goddamn it!" <laughs> yeah, pepper had to like shove. My yeah, boy. yeah. Like, my lord. <laughs> well, they, they basically kind of set up though that he was like, like a father figure to him. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it was just father figure or actual wife. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Father of the baby, the child, and all that. So, oh, yeah, that's my number two, Alex. My number two is the gigantic fight after the backup arrives, which we've already talked about with a few exceptions. Uh, giant Ant Man squishing what's his face under his foot. That was badass. Uh, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of other moments. Star Lord getting kicked in the balls by Gamora. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, what else? Yeah, all the ladies having their moment, which is awesome. Getting the the gauntlet almost there to the uh, to the back of the very ugly van. And I was telling Scott after the movie <laughs> that for whatever reason, I know this movie has already gone on like for two hours. But when the two armies started charging at each other, I'm like, oh, if they cut the credits right now, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. Yeah, for for a split second, I thought they were too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so weird. We both had that same thought. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't you better fight? And then they did, and I breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it several times because I already forgot about Giant Ant Man stepping on. Who was it? The Ebony Ma? Or which, who did he step on? No, the one the, with the pickaxe. The big guy. The okay. big guy. I don't know his name. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell what happened to the four minions or whatever. Like outside of that guy, I know Ma got disintegrated. Um, so oh, he was part of the snap. Yeah, yeah, snap. but I don't know what happened. I think the other one got stabbed by a Koye. 
or run through with a spear by Koye. No idea what happened to Proxima Midnight. So I have to watch more closely next time. Yeah. She went in the quantum realm with the gauntlet and uh No? Not 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 following her. <laughs> Siri. Yeah, uh, somehow she found her way into the quantum zone in the back of the van. Okay. And so she she's the one that survived this snap. Ah. Eh? Should be the main eh? villain. Got it. Alright, uh Scott, number one. Number one. Okay. Uh th- this is just that there's there's never been anything like this movie. Uh and even if they like you said, Jeff, if they get to phase six again. Like I, I don't think that anything can ever quite come to to this point. You know, maybe maybe we get another Avengers Avengers like movie and it's a lot of fun. Um and it's something that becomes kind of a cultural touchstone. Um, you know, at least comic book culture. Um But like the this huge grand experiment of these <laughs> these these twenty one movies. Uh and and it's all spectacle and payoff in this movie. Um in, in a way for me this this movie almost felt like just a series of vignettes of like, hey, remember this other thing? Well here's how it wraps up. Or remember this thing? Here's a here's an awesome callback to it. And here's how the character reacts to it now. Uh here's here's this joke that was from like like six years ago. We're bringing it back. Uh you know, we got Happy Hogan at the end making fucking jokes about cheeseburgers. Uh yeah. you had in in the in the funeral scene, there was that kid in the back, that yeah, that the, like teenager just standing by himself, and uh, I was like, "Who the hell is this guy? Who's this kid?" And I I told total guess. I was like, "I wonder if that's the kid that that, that Stark gave the computer to in Iron Man 3. And sure enough, it was, that was supposed to be the same character. Like mm. that's how much like <laughs> they like how thorough they tried to be with you know, wrapping everything up from this, from these first phases. Uh, and you know, al- almost all of it is just like, it's awesome. It's, it's almost all of it's, uh, just a total delight. Um, as, as you watch it, like, like, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I probably had a, just this huge childish grin on my face for the whole movie. Uh, and yeah, just, there's just a massive payoff here. Um, I can, I, I, I need to watch it again. At this point, I don't even know, exactly how I'd rate it as a movie, as like a standalone film. Uh but just there's so much going on in this movie that, that, that made it worthwhile. Um and there's nothing like it, so that's my number one. Alright, well now let's rate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry yeah, to yeah. break it to you, Scott. Yeah, that's I know, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I agree with everything you said. It is Yeah, I wonder if they kind of reset and then they bring on new characters. They bring on X Men and other Avengers stuff. West. I mean, they already have uh, was it Wang Chi in the pipeline? So they have like a, a, a martial arts character, an Asian uh, martial arts character that doesn't suck like Iron Fist. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, let's get into it. Uh, we usually rate this on a scale of one to seven. Uh, my number one is the ending. Sorry. Also. Sorry, yeah, Alex. <laughs> uh, just the ending. It was very heartfelt. Uh, the funeral for Tony. Uh, Cap going back. And this time taking enough pin particles to, to essentially take as many tries as he needs to to put the Infinity Stones back uh, in their rightful places. 
and uh, yeah, just having the life that he always kind of that he tried out. It's like I had some of that life Tony was talking about. Old cat, it looked good. Yeah, spry. I thought when as soon as they pointed to the the guy on the bench, he sees silhouette. I thought it was back to skinny Steve. Yeah, Austin. so did I. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, Jeff. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, he was he was pretty skinny. Yeah, but I was like, well, that's I don't. Know. And then as I get called, oh, you know, it's probably old. And then he was. Um, mm-hmm. All right, sing on the the shield. The Sam, that was awesome. Anyways, okay, let's rate this sucker. Yeah. Oh, real, real quick on that. So. I've heard two different things. In the book, so it's maybe it's both. Doesn't it go to Bucky and Sam? Or is it just Sam? Or is it just Bucky? You know? No, it goes to Bucky first, I believe. But then uh, Sam takes it on a bit more permanently. Okay. Cool. A black Captain America? <laughs> he worked in Blades and Saddle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, we'll find out. Like, uh, he doesn't have the serum, though. He's just a dude. But he's got the wings. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, he's not one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I, I think he, he doesn't he doesn't do anything exciting except he has a jetpack. He has jet pants. We'll, yeah. Well, we'll and find he stabs out. people with the wings. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, yes. Rate it. So on a scale of one to t- uh, one to seven, one being uh, absolute garbage, seven being perfection. All right, Scott. Rate it. Uh, this is hard. Uh, I mean, just for. For the sheer moments of, of, of just about pure enjoyment I had at many points in this movie, um, and you know how I was able to enjoy the payoff of watching twenty-one movies like multiple times, uh, you know, for now it's it's got to sit as a seven. This is there's just nothing else like this, and uh, wow. I got to enjoy it while it lasts. Okay, um, I will never give something a seven. I've only seen once, but. Has potential. I give it a six. Um, everything you said, I just won't give it a seven yet. If I watch it mm-hmm. t- three more times now and I, and I like it, then I like it a lot more, then I'll go seven. But for now, it's a six for me. Alex. Um, I'm kind of in line with Scott okay. in this one, is that because there's... I don't know how it would be again in a standalone movie, just because I've seen ten years of movies that lead up to this. Right. It's got ten years of history to... Uh, for for this grand finale, so it's got to be a seven. Okay, I'm sure if I if I had if this was my first Marvel movie like ever, my opinion would probably be different. It's like, what are they talking about? What are all these callbacks for? But yeah, I've got that history, man. All right, yeah. For me, I'm, I'll be just wondering as time goes on in the year now, and I, I have my collection of these twenty movies. Is this the one I'm going to put in? Or I feel like it's kind of a chore because like, it's not its own movie, right? Like it's right, to, right, as opposed to where I can just pop in Winter Soldier, which still has its own stuff, or Guardian. It's like there's certain movies that I think stand alone better, obviously. Yeah. So I don't know if that will take away from me like enjoyment of you wanting to rewatch it over and over again. Like I have a feeling there's going to be scenes from this definitely <laughs> that I'll watch. <laughs> You're over just going to pop it in, click, click, click. All oh, right, yeah, they're back through the portals. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Um, we said no crossover this week, so uh, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So has this ever happened? The NHL, as an organization or any sports organization, apologized for the referees messing up? Yes. Yeah, that's happened before. Yes. 
That's astonishing. And it never means shit. <laughs> like, know, we're sorry, mean. we're not changing anything, but we're still sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was surprising to me, because I'd never even heard of that before. I thought they would just uh, back the refs and go, yeah, well, you know, this just stuff happens. No, I mean, usually they back the refs and say, yeah, I mean, the, we understand why the ref made the call, but he made the wrong call. Like, if they do that, and then, yeah. When it's so obvious, like the one that happened in the Sharks game, then yeah. Fucking Sharks. There was a... Fucking Sharks. Fucking Sharks. I think it was, I don't know, like 10 years ago now, just about. But there was a pitcher... Um, it was a Colorado Iron Man. Pitch, pitcher. Oh. Uh, there was a, uh, a guy in Colorado who had a no hitter going, and like it was gonna be the last out. Perfect game. It was a perfect game. Okay, yeah, I think so. Perfect game, which is even more like tense, I guess. And a uh, guy hit a, a ground drive for where, uh, but in the infield, and they they threw him out, but the um called it safe. Um, and just ruined the, the whole no hitter, perfect game, like everything. Um, and then they showed the replay and it wasn't even fucking close. Like it wasn't like, oh, that was kind of a bang, bang play. The ump, you know, you know, maybe didn't have the best angle or whatever. It's like, no, this guy was like, like a couple of feet away from the bag and he just absolutely butchered the call. And, uh, yeah, that was the, the ump end up. Like admitting it later, like he saw it and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, I feel horrible. I, I like, I think he used the term like I shit kicked the call or something like that." Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this stuff happens. Yeah, he. Was, I remember him saying like, "Yeah, he was sick to his stomach that he took that away from the player and everything." But yeah, it happens. It sucks. But yeah, and I heard those refs, the NHL refs, aren't moving to other playoff games. Yeah, are they gonna uh, get fired? Or are they fired? They're not uh, fired. I don't know if they'll get fired. Usually they don't. Usually, yeah. So it, they're just like players. So the better you are, the more you move on to the playoffs. So the referees that get every referee, I think in all sports, they get graded by their superiors, and whoever makes the right calls, most wrong calls, handles the game the best, they move on, and the other ones don't. Yeah. So the hill. Not only will this guy not move on, maybe next year he won't get to do the playoffs. Right. Like yeah. that's kind of how it works. I don't think he'll get fired, but it's possible. Damn. Yeah, well, it's not South America. We don't kill our umpires and they make bad mistakes. <laughs> or wherever that happens. Sorry if I offended a whole continent. Gullies. <laughs> it was Columbia. No, like, you see those YouTube videos. Like, a ref makes a wrong call. And he's running for his life to get out of the stadium before the, yeah. the mob swarms him. Jesus, yeah. Um, we, so, we, we only throw... Like batteries here. <laughs> That's rare. That's only Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Too much riot punch. Yeah. It's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right. Uh, keeping it really short this week. Uh, since we're talking about news. about Endgame. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> like you guys, um, assuming. That you don't already know this. Would you guys care to make a guess on how much Endgame's already made globally? It came out this weekend, as of this recording. Oh, uh, I I read the article, so I know. Okay, Jeff, five hundred million dollars worldwide. 
Yes. Uh, go higher. Seven hundred million more, dollars. One billion dollars. More. Eighteen billion dollars. Lower. <laughs> so so it's already made over one point two billion dollars. Yep. And that's not even counting Sunday's box office. Worldwide. It's made all of the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's on track to basically crush everything. I think Avatar is still the the global number one. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, it's it's on pace to like just destroy everything. Uh you know. You know, so yeah, Disney's uh, it's not gonna be hurting. Uh, they have plenty of funding for their stupid uh, streaming yeah, service. Shitty Star Wars movies. Yeah, well, I mean, Star Wars, even if it's shitty, is still gonna make a bajillion dollars. Uh, yeah. Between this, Spider-Man's still Sony, so they only get a cut of that. I'm assuming by using the the character. Um. So yeah, it's uh, this movie's going strong. If anybody was worried about Endgame not making any money. Uh, I know Alex and I are in a uh, uh, a summer movie pool um, for domestic box office. So it's starting with the Avengers and going through uh, Labor Day in September. And uh, I think, how many people do we have playing, Alex? Like eight? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's around eight. So eight. Um, everybody, of course, had Endgame as their number one. So uh, it doesn't really help anybody <laughs> on playing that... Uh, <laughs> So let's see how other, how other things do, and we'll talk more about this this movie pool in the in the subsequent podcast or podcasts. Uh, but yeah, just shitload of money. We're we're part of a, we're in a way it's almost history that we we're witnessing here, just the cultural yeah. phenomena. Um, the other thing uh, I'm going to talk about because Jeff told me specifically not to talk about it is Game of Thrones. Please don't. Earmuffs. <laughs> We said spoilers. Yeah, yeah, spoilers, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything about what happened in the episode. It's just, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, you should be watching it. Uh, Made up for the last episode, you guys were uh, saying it was kind of lackluster setting up stuff. No, I, I I've enjoyed the first two episodes of the season, and uh, I'm not going to say anything about the third one. Yeah. Yeah, I liked. I know. I think it was Brian and, and Matt in the chat didn't like last episode, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I liked. It wasn't much action, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, fuck, we've had nine years of these characters. It's cool to see them get a little breathing room to like interact, uh, especially because that's like the whole point of the show is like separating people and then finally bringing them back together. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to talk about. Just mostly uh, two the two biggest like pop culture things. Uh, I guess I could just talk about like Fortnite or some bullshit like that, but I don't know anything about that. So yeah, that's all I want to talk about. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I'm good. I saw Avengers Endgame over the weekend. Oh, cool! <laughs> it's great. Kill. All right. Yeah, Jeff, I'm kind of the same way. Movie. I get my, it's a good I, movie. Yeah, I saw Endgame, and I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones as soon as we uh, stop recording. Um, oh wow. And uh, what else? That's it. I started to watch the new Cobra Kai season two, but I'm barely in it. I'm only like 10 minutes in. I fell asleep because I, I put it on as I was falling asleep, which was stupid. But let's just say uh, I don't want to spoil it. I won't say anything. All right. Uh, and with that, let's do 10 more quotes from AFI. Oh, okay. Top 100 list. Sure. Let's do it. Um, and just to be, sh- just to clarify, because I think there's been some confusion out there. These are the top quotes, not necessarily the top movies. These are just top quotes that AFI has selected. All right, you hear uh, that, Brian? Yeah. 
All right, number 49. It's alive. It's alive. Frankenstein. Yep. Young Frankenstein. <laughs> well, nobody's perfect. 48. Uh, mm. Marilyn Monroe. Gentlemen prefer blondes? No. Some like it hot? Some like it hot. There you go. Right. <laughs> Finally, Alex got that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been guessing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shane! Shane! Come back! Fistful of Dollars. Fistful of Dynamite. Oh. No, it's a movie called Shane. Oh. Uh, 1953. <laughs> oh, Jerry, don't let us ask for the moon. We have the stars. Uh, oh, is that uh, fucking uh, Jimmy Stewart movie? I don't know. Let me click on it. Wonderful Life? Yeah. No, no, no. no. That's, that's like, do you want the moon, Mary? Let me throw a lasso yeah. and bring it down to you, Mary. Yeah, no, no, no. Isn't that what she responds with? It's like, oh, why ask for the moon? We have the stars. It's know. got Betty Davis uh, in it. And Paul Henreid. And Claude Rains, 1942. All right, it's uh, now Voyager. Okay. All right. Star Trek Voyager? There you go. <laughs> no, 45. <laughs> Stella! Hey, Stella! Streetcar Street Named Desire. Desire. All right. 44. I see dead people. Streetcar Street Named Desire. Named Desire. <laughs> All right, now for a movie that we've actually covered. We'll oh. always have Paris. Yeah. Oh, uh, Casablanca. Blumkin. Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> um, forty-two. Well, I was gonna, I'm going to say it in a different way. Plastics, but it's actually just plastics. Oh, uh, <laughs> labyrinth. No, yeah, labyrinth. Plastic. <laughs> uh, the Graduate. There you go. I was saying it from the labyrinth, but it's really from the plastic. Graduate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the the, the waitress of days. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but the last one, forty-one. We rob banks. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Sa- saving yep. Mr. Banks. Scott. Oh. Scott got it. Sixty-seven. Oh, okay. All right, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. I am Iron Man.